Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We have a special guest with us. We rarely have a special we guest. We rarely have a special guest. And Who? today we have a special guest. Oh, man. Chris Legg. No. Oh, no. no. Wait, okay, who is it? No. We So it's Colson and uh, Paul and I in the studio today, and yes. we have David Apperly with us. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, no. 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 Terrible. <laughs> Where's the applause? Yeah. There it is. With an... <laughs> Which button did you push? The yellow one. The yellow one. Okay. But here's the thing: if you look over here now, like with the new software, I can actually, or the new, uh, yeah, new software, software, whatever, I can Firmware. actually see it says a plus. So yeah. So you hit the wrong one on purpose. No, I didn't. I mm. just didn't look. Sorry, David. We are so excited that you're here. I'm ecstatic to be here. <laughs> and we from are, that entrance, it can yes, only get better. That's true. And we are. I'm. I'm personally excited to hear you preach on Sunday. So. <laughs> I'm excited. Me too. This is how we let people know, by the way. <clears throat> just bring them in and they're like, oh, yeah, you're preaching. There once uh, was that, a day. Yeah, I feel like my throat is... Oh, <clears throat> a sudden illness. I hate it when that happens. It, it does really, happen. I, it does. That's what I hear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, David, I've got to know. Are you one of our 11 steady listeners? Absolutely. Yes. That, yeah, that makes me feel good. Yes. Although it, I'm not convinced because you did say whenever we were about to start that you were getting nervous because uh, it was it was real like you had the headphones on and now you're going to it's like if you've listened to us there's no way that you should be nervous right now. Well, I can tell you the but, amount of professionalism that our <laughs> listeners don't see that actually what it takes to put on this yeah, podcast. Sure. Um <laughs> they'd be trembling in their boots. Wow. Okay. Okay. And that's, I that's, do think this is very this is a pattern or an invitation uh, because <laughs> David was just wandering around and, and we were chatting. <laughs> Legit. And he, was, he was trying to meet with Blake and yeah. Blake had already left for the day. And I was like, well, I'm about to go record the podcast. Want to come? <laughs> He's like, well, I want to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. then right before we said, put on some headphones. There you go. Let's do this. Wonderful. Well, I, I mean, you have a great voice. I don't know if you're oh, yeah, no. experienced Absolutely. with podcasting or whatever, but you're, you're adding value already. And I'm really grateful for that. I, I I do what I can do. Uh, that's I right. appreciate that. It's Thank just you. so like deep and bassy. It's fantastic. Yeah. We sh- we should have if we if we planned, which again we don't. We don't, um, we don't do that. Right. <laughs> we should have done the whole one with you impersonating Chris Legg. Oh man, that would have been good. <laughs> Chris has a cold. His voice may sound a little different, but he's here. He's great. And then just made it. Chris, tell us how you met Ginger. <laughs> just make up. Yeah. What's your like morning routine? Routines, yeah. Well, I was on the campus at Texas A&M <laughs> University. <clears throat> I was walking across the campus, and this girl just walked past me, and my world changed, changed immediately. And you're like, what are you doing here? Because you go to Stephen F. Austin State University. <laughs> I mean, I'm here ministering to students. Yeah. It's a missionary. Yeah. Oh, well. That would be funny. wonderful. Okay, that's good stuff. In in all seriousness, though, we are uh, Paul. You were preaching this Sunday. I am. Uh, we're coming off of this was three weeks um, in a row. That was uh, first. I guess it was Chris and I. I was at Camp Pine Cove with my family, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yes. And Chris was at student camp. Um, so it's always helpful in the prep leading up to that, and then the Sunday after that. And then Chris now actually has gone uh, at family camp, except he's going as a speaker. So he's there with his family speaking. And so we had three weeks, kind of before we were closed, as we were closing out Second Peter, before we were opening up 
First uh, Samuel, uh, which is the hope to jump jump into next, that we were going to spend some time to talk about. Chris originally thought it'd be fun to talk about the kingdom of heaven and just overall what is it looking like and forward towards the kingdom of heaven. And we invited uh, Dr. Bob Livesay to come in and do the first two, which then I was going to pick up on and then do the third, um, which is always hard to have the guest and give them free reign and then say, great, I'll figure out clean, clean what to him. do within. Yeah, yeah. Following that, it's like one, I'm already having to follow hey. Dr. Bob Livesay, so yeah. it's going to be a disappointment. Good luck. Um, so that's already built in as, as hard. How do you, how do you follow that routine? And then I think second, um, you know, not knowing the material he's covering for those two weeks until you're sitting there live listening to it and then now figuring out what are you going to do with that kind of in the last week with a week's notice. And so I do feel like this is more of the, you know, back to the realm of of the original <laughs> usage of this podcast, which was, right. well, I don't know what we're doing, so let's talk about it and figure yeah. out what we're doing because yeah. I don't know necessarily uh, what direction I'm going to be taking it on Sunday Especially with this idea of, since Dr. Bob focused a lot more on discipleship uh-huh. and the eternal value of discipleship within the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, which I think he did, I mean, super well and had such clear calling, which, you know, again, I just appreciate of one, a man of God, um, but then two, you can tell, like, that's a that's a seasoned leader of the mm-hmm. church who is unabashedly saying, this is this is what the Word says, and so this is what you need to hear. And what we need and to be doing. It's coming right. out of my mouth, but I'm not the one. Right. It's not because I'm the one needing to make a charge. It's because God's words made this charge. Yeah. And I think too, it was cool to also hear like, or to also know that he's he's like practicing what he's talking That's right. about. Like it was very authentic. Yeah, he is discipling people in various different ways, whether that's disciple groups or his grandsons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there is, I think that was also really cool to say. Like, okay, he's not just talking about this heady subject. He is talking about kind of yeah. uh, specific things that he's actually practicing. And that's why when Chris Legg and him met in the original discussion about kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and then discipleship, sort of, of course, just oozes out of him and he started talking, and Chris like, nope, we need to hear this. Yeah. So let's deviate, you know, kind of the plan and, and jump over and do that. So it does put me in, at least personally for me, in an in uncomfortable uh, position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm much... I would rather, and, and again, this is the model that we do the vast majority of time and get to do. Um, I am the big fan of, you know, verse by verse or section by section. So it's like the, here's the known and here's the passage. Um, and so I, I do better, I think, just kind of with my training and even a personal style to say, nope, let's pick one passage, let's walk through that one passage, mm-hmm. and then let's go on opening it up more generally to topically cover something. And even, and I'm not even using topically in all that negative of a sense of it's right. not just like I'll get up there and talk about current events or the who's in the wows and yeah. but really actually saying no pure discipleship a, go yeah here's a biblical topic right. the kingdom of heaven go now let's give this overview of mm. this biblical topic which always again seems more daunting yeah because I feel like it's it's you you then now can go so many different directions mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of exegetical preaching is because. If you do exegetical preaching right, you can't go all the directions because you're going the direction of the passage and yeah. the author's intent with that passage. And so you you kind of get locked in where, of course, within that, there's still options, yeah. but you're, you, you're limited in that scope. And yeah. so it makes for, again, preferentially uh, something that's, you know, again, more, more along the style that I enjoy that we do that the yeah. vast majority of the time mm-hmm. and that these Sundays or these times are more of a minority. Yeah. 
Um, so when, I guess when you first start thinking about, okay, discipleship, kind of picking up where he left off and the kingdom, does your mind go to specific passages that you're like, or are you like, yeah, I, and you, I think that that's what I think. That out? No, yeah, that I think I'm what I'm going through is there's probably a couple passages that I was like, it again enforces like the it, it's really just the investment in the internal because I think that's the again best tie in for yeah. what we were doing off of discipleship into the kingdom. Um, is that there's this is a relationship that lasts forever, and that's what happens when people invest in yeah. people. Um, and so I think that there's a couple passages that work through that concept. Um, but they're still like spread out over a bunch of different places in books. And yeah. so again, it's like, how much would you drive from that and then be bouncing around constantly mm-hmm. or just like locking into one passage and really just saying, let's highlight the kingdom and highlight this principle amongst other principles. Yeah. Um, because, it, cause even originally when we were talking about three weeks of the kingdom, um, we really were kind of like earmarked in the back of our brains, the sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, where where what you get in the Sermon on the Mount is essentially a kingdom ethics. So, like, you want to know the ethics of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God? How does it work? Well, then that's what the Sermon on the Mount primarily is addressing. And you mm-hmm. get, it's where you start with the Beatitudes, um, where it's, it's saying, great, here's what is blessed. Here's what is happy. Here is mm-hmm. what is good and right to do within the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and then you move into the section of, of teaching, and you get a lot of the, you have heard it said this, but I tell you this, so the world ethic is this way, mm-hmm. kingdom ethic is radically different. Um, and then, you know, again, all throughout the hinge statement of um, that he has come to fulfill the law and the prophets, and that if um, no one, if no, if, if you can't do these as great as, you know, what is present in the world, or even greater, so right. if you can't have righteousness above the scribes and the Pharisees in this world, then it's not even righteousness in the kingdom of heaven, which is like, you know, the massive statement of, well, then that's a demotivator. You know, yeah. Yeah. how am I going to do it better? Wah, than, that was the yeah, wah, 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 wah. Where's the trumpet? Because um, how could... Trumpet you know, trombone. It was a trombone. My bad. How could I be doing it better than the most religious, you know, people that you would see within that culture of Judaism at the time uh, in the first century? Well, you can't because right. that's the good news. And actually that is the motivator. It is because only Christ's righteousness that supersedes ours and then grants us participation in the kingdom is only because he does the work mm. and he does the work through us, not us doing the work. Mm. So, so yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of in that in between. Am I going to kind of do a brief, try to do a brief survey of Sermon on Route, which again, 35 minutes, one Sunday, that Easy. seems daunting. Easy. <laughs> do I take one passage out of it and try to highlight the eternal value on the Sermon on the Mount from mm. it? Or do I shift back over to, these again, eternal concepts of the investment in the in the kingdom of heaven related to discipleship and bounce through a couple passages. Yeah, I'll figure out by Sunday. Yeah, well, good luck, right, David? Good luck. <laughs> We're praying for you, and and, and I just want to encourage oh, you, you, Paul. You have a full week before you have to follow up that sermon, so it's not like um, a talent show where you're immediately <laughs> going on stage after a great performance. Yeah, so. That's right. Uh, there is some encouragement there for you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I what I do, what I think is really cool is that, and I know that this is intentional, but we are we've been talking about discipleship. Mm-hmm. You're continuing to talk about it. We're going to have a teacher training that's going to highlight that on Friday afternoon. 
Teacher Sunday, training is Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. Not yeah. Friday. Not Friday. Make sure all 11 of you listening, it's <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and evidently you don't even have to RSVP. We would love for you to RSVP. Right. But and then, just come. And then Devoted Sunday will be the following Sunday, and yeah. we'll continue talking about yeah. that. So How I to think, get involved. Yeah, I, that is that is really great. I, I'm excited for people who are listening to this and then listening in, yeah, just to, to pick up on it. Yeah. And, and it already has been cool. Um, I got stopped, <clears throat> let's see, after the first service um, by somebody who said, I mean, again, I was sitting here and it was like Dr. Bob was preaching to me and I need to be engaged in children's ministry. How do I go about doing that? Um, had another one come up and, and say, I got some paperwork for you. And say, hey, this is my confession to uh, to you of I don't give rather regularly, mm. um, and I need to do that. And that was, again, how do I go about setting that up, you know, pragmatically, and then also just it was direct application. And, and I feel like we've heard even a couple other stories that we were chatting earlier with those over the ministries that it's like, nope, there's, there is something too. Like, okay, the Lord's moved and the word has gone out. And now in your reply, and it's just fun. It's fun to watch this church full of so many great people continue to strive for even more um, Mm. for the kingdom. So Yeah, Paul, I agree. Um, You know, the health of the church um, Mm -hmm. can be defined of when when they act on conviction and they they come to senior leaders to say, Mm. hey, I'm not discipling. Mm. What does that look like? Um, I don't have a mentor. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm not even a mentee. Mm-hmm. How do I start that? What does that look like? Mm. What what does a good mentor do? Yeah. What do, what do they say? What does that feel like? Um, and so, th- as a church, we are hungry for those answers. Um, those answers are not found organically in our culture. Mm-hmm. They're hidden. They're little gems, and mm. the folks that have them. They're, they're shining bright. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing things that we're not doing. Mm. Um, I, I want to be like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know how they're making disciples, mm-hmm. how they're living with the church, because the best example of discipleship I've seen is they're always around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're always there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they're not just doing one specific thing. They're doing everything, and they're constant. They're there. They're available, um, and those are some of the characteristics that that, that to me set apart um, um, key, you know, disciples in today's mm-hmm. era. Is that um, hey, I don't know the answer, but we're going to figure it out together. Yeah. But the thing is, is that we're Christ-centered. Um, we share each other's burdens. Mm. And just to simply love, man, 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 I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to figure this thing out. And we're going to do this thing called life. And it's not going to be perfect, um, but we're going to be Christ-centered. And we're going to we're going to figure figure this out. And mm-hmm. so for me, uh, there's so many men uh, in our church mm-hmm. um, that that are doing that. And there's so many youth that are figuring out and that are answering mm-hmm. and asking those questions of, yeah. um, hey, I've never been discipled before. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be discipled. Uh, and that's just that's just huge, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, and like you said, I mean, David, it's exactly right. It's such a privilege to get to look at a congregation and see those so ready and available and already doing it and living it out. And I also think I was, you know, chatting with a 
another family camper at uh, Pine Cove last week who is from Tyler. We were the only two that week who were from Tyler who were going to just down the road. Um, ironically, we were also the last two cars to drive onto property <laughs> to check in. <laughs> I, got, I got plenty of time. Yeah. I was like somehow my, my cousin who drove 14 hours from Colorado beat me in my 14-minute commute <laughs> over. Um, but wow. uh, we were chatting about, because they're, they're uh, church members over at Grace, and it started with the... You know, we were getting, he was getting poked at by one of the other, um, you know, family camp dads of like, why, why are you going to that Grace Church still? And, you know, you got to go over to Paul's church and, you know, go join Chris Legg and, and, and really all in jest and it was fine. Um, but they love it at Grace. But we not were, really. And we were talking about how, <laughs> again, it's just, a, you know, we often say that we appreciate so much of our stories, how God has brought together the staff here so uniquely, especially because a lot of us were plugged into church ministries and churches here in town that weren't this church. And so there's no misnomer of, oh, great, now that we're here at South Spring, let's let's do it better because the guy over there is doing it wrong. Like, no, there's really good churches here, and we aren't um, yeah. ash- you know, ashamed to say, no, if, if, if they're teaching the Word well, and if you're plugging in, uh, both with your time and your money, well, then, yeah, go there. Like, we're not—it's not, yeah. not you got to be here because this is the best thing. No, that'll be great, too, just as long as you're— plugged in. And and so it started with talking about how many great churches there are. The second thing that then it moved over to also was just how unique it is. And again, there's probably other places like this, but this feels unique in Tyler of how many ministries and resources, even parachurch ministries and resources there are right here in the next door. So again, somebody coming and saying, hey, I don't know, but I know I need to do something. Mm-hmm. What should I do? Um, I mean, I feel like the the wealth of resources of both people internally and then, you know, ministries and people externally. And then it's like, can point to and say with, you know, almost a a blank check of saying, yeah, that's great. You want to get involved in this, but you're not sure how much, you're not sure how, you're not sure whatever. Well then great. Go and talk to this person because they're going to, they're going to define that story for you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you're going to find whatever level that is. And to have so many of those at our fingertips that we get to partner with and do, it's just that it's a it's a blessing um, that I don't ever want to not be grateful for in this area and with and with our people. I guess the call to action inside of that is also like there are a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. and if you're not involved, like it's not because there aren't op- opportunities. There are plenty of places where that, or plenty of places in the world, I guess, where you know there aren't, there aren't these kind of opportunities. I remember my mom told me, uh, that, uh, my grandmother at one point went to a church of Christ and this was when she was a, she had been a Christian for, I don't know how many years, but she went to a church of Christ church because it was the one that she could walk to. She didn't have a car. Um, and she, it wasn't my grandmother. It was my grandmother's mother. Um, and she, uh, she had to be baptized again. And she was like, I was like, well, like, did she have a hard time with that? She was like, no. It was like, if this is what I got to do to be able to listen to, to be able to do this, yeah. to be able to be involved in discipleship and to be able to, um, you know, talk to people about Jesus wow. with, with y'all, like if, to be involved in a church, like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. But it's because it was a church of Christ church and it was kind of one of the older ones. And anyway, it was just one of those things like, well, you, we, we have, you know, almost in my mind, too many options um, where it becomes more of a consumer thing 
discipleship, like uh, Bob was talking about on Sunday, is not a it's not a shopping thing. It's a actual picking up your cross and following Jesus thing. And if you think your cross is, well, I go to a church that the seats aren't exactly what I want them to be. That's not a cross. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if you think your your cross is, well, I've got bunions. That's not a cross. Or a weird boss. Or a weird boss. <laughs> Man, we were laughing real hard. I was actually in the booth at that point and <laughs> I realized what was going on. Um, at that moment, I was like, yep, I wish I had been in there to, you know, be included in this joke. <laughs> but yeah. I really was, for those of you who don't know, Bob was giving these great illustrations. He was kind of going one to the next. And then he said, a weird boss, into which I yelled, amen. And then was cooking. Oh, sorry, Bob. And I really thought for a moment, I was like, I, I hope I don't throw him off. Like, right. I really yeah. thought that that actually wasn't going to land well, um, but it turned out to land okay. Um, but that's fascinating. You, you talking about your uh, great grandmother going, keeping the main thing important and, you know, going through whatever's necessary. Um, I don't know. It reminded me of just like the pragmatic, you know, pragmatic choice that, you know, we talked about Paul and Peter overlapping at the Jerusalem yes. Council in Acts yeah. 15. Yeah. And then so here's this argument by Paul saying, you don't need to be circumcised. You know, this is a, a new covenant. And he goes through, and, and clearly, this is where it lies. That's what the council affirms. Yeah. That's 15. And then in 16 starts, him and Barnabas go separate ways. Timothy jumps on, and Paul says, Timothy, you should be circumcised. Um, <laughs> because Paul's method of yeah. uh, of how he got to you know spread the gospel and evangelize was yeah. it was be traditional. all things to all people. Well, and it was traditional for in synagogues and Jewish worship yeah. is that you, if there was a prominent Jew or a guest Jew or somebody else, that they would do a reading, that they would either do the reading or a reading, or you'd oftentimes hear from them. And with Paul's stature um, of being a Jew, he always was welcomed in. Anytime he showed up in, in a synagogue, they would give him time. And so his normal mode of operatus would be go to the Jews first. And so he'd go to the synagogue. He would evangelize those who you'd went over, those he wouldn't. And when he felt like there's no more, everybody's made a decision, that's when he would take it to the Greek next in that town, and he'd go outside the synagogue. Well, he couldn't go into the synagogue with Timothy if he was doing it. So there's this pragmatic, keep it the main thing. So even though I said this isn't a necessary thing, I still think it's necessary for you because it's an opportunity to keep the main thing the main thing. And anyways, it's just interesting to hear that of your great-grandmother as well. She could have been more upset about, I don't need to be baptized twice. Or she could have been like, well, who cares about baptism twice? (laughs) That doesn't, you know, mess up anything theologically, even if it's not preferential. There, you know, there are times you you look back in your family history and you're like, oh man, I wish that hadn't been the case or we hadn't done that or whatever it is. And there are times, and Kate Carnes is my great grandmother, or Kate McElroy, um, I cannot tell you how many stories I have of hers that I'm like, I I just, it's hard to believe that this woman lived when she did and made the choices that she did. And she's, she's an incredible example. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, neither here nor there. Well, we're looking forward to you preaching. Yeah. yeah. And hearing how the uh, kingdom can make a difference in our lives right now. Thanks for being with us, David. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure, gentlemen. Be encouraged.